Hey there, friend. I'm Susan, and this is the Spark Chasers podcast, a series dedicated to the educational changemakers who embrace creativity, seek out challenges, and collaborate on solutions. This is a show for any educator looking to explore the creative side in the classroom, business, and life. So grab a cup of caffeine, your favorite flare pen, and let's chat about what's now and what could be next. Hello, hello, friend. I'm super glad to be with you today. I hope wherever you are, we can take a break and have a good time together because today's topic is one that every single one of us is dealing with right now, burnout. So grab your cup of caffeine, whatever it is, and let's chat about it. Now, our team was discussing this just the other day because we all started to notice each other dragging just a little bit. And (laughs) we're all sort of on the cusp of tears. Like we're wandering around the office looking at each other and I'm like, should I say something about this particular topic or not? Because it might just set her over the edge. I'm not sure. Um, And they're all looking at me the same way. We're all, we're kind of tiptoeing around each other as if one small thing is gonna tip us over the precarious edge. Are you in that space too? Or maybe you've been there at some point and you know what I'm talking about. Because it turns out this is normal. So according to the CDC, pandemics can cause heightened states of anxiety, exhaustion, and depression. And looking at past pandemics for clues, the six-month point seems to be where people hit a real low. So we're right about their friends, right? So it's not any wonder that we're all feeling this burnout. But how do you know whether it's burnout from your career or simply the way that we're all coping right now, right? And I do mean coping because we're all doing the very best that we can Um, But it somehow feels like it's not enough. So in today's episode, I want to explore how to know whether it's time to move on or stay and how to use that as your door to the next chapter. Ready? Here we go. All right. So let's start with the word burnout. I think this is sometimes thrown around as a term to describe what teachers are feeling, but it's not always the case. So psychology today, I did a little research um, and they describe burnout as a state of chronic stress that leads to physical and emotional exhaustion, cynicism, detachment, and feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. That's a lot, right? And so um, certainly right now as an educator, this is the toughest time that I have ever seen Um, for education in general. There is so much unknown. There are so many pressures and demands coming at you every single day that are different. That's, That's one of the really hard things is that I think if we could handle this if we knew what the pressure was all the time and it was consistent. I think back to when Common Core rolled out, when No Child Left Behind rolled out and we had testing and teacher evaluation systems. And it was really stressful and I don't think anybody did a great job of rolling any of that out well. Um, you know, as we often say in education, we're the blueprints aren't even dry and we're trying to fly the plane. And it happens a lot. But I think what's different 
about that compared to where we are right now is that you knew what the expectations were. We knew that, yes, teacher evaluation systems are coming or yes, standards are changing and we need to now rethink how we're teaching, what we're teaching, where we're teaching, when we're teaching concepts. Um, and at the same time, have this testing mentality. And so it's stressful and we may not like it and we may want to be trying to change it, but we knew that that is what the marker was. But now, right now, in the midst of a pandemic, um, you don't know what the marker is on any given day or maybe even on any given hour. That's an incredible stress load. And so I think that's one of the things when, when we hear teachers saying, I can't do this anymore, I want to question, is that burnout or is that what we're calling surge capacity? And I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Because there's a big difference between a chronic state or a temporary point of overwhelm. And to be honest, at this time of, of the recording, right, which is in October of 2020, We've been trying to educate for students for about six months in a pandemic. And so I since and we've talked about this, I've never seen us more stressed, exhausted and feeling ineffective more than I have right now. So in terms of is this a chronic state or a temporary point of overwhelm? What's the definition of temporary? Is temporary a, a set period of months or is it? month after month after month after month, because if it's that, I definitely think that we could call this burnout if we're feeling this way. So now the question becomes, what do you do if you are burnt out? So I like to look at statistics and numbers sometimes in order to understand where I'm feeling in relation to what the data says. And the data says that burnout affects all teachers at some point in their career. So 41% of teachers leave the profession within five years, but over 15%, which is about 1 million teachers, leave after one year. And the pandemic is actually increasing these numbers at alarming rates. So in a nationwide poll of educators, NEA found that 28% said that COVID-19, um, that the pandemic has made them more likely to retire early or to leave the profession as a whole. Okay, so we're seeing these rates increase. Again, we're not alone here. That's important to understand that while we're each feeling overwhelmed and on the verge of tears, so are our peers. And while it's weird, I take comfort knowing that when I'm here in the office with our team and everybody is feeling this kind of, of overwhelm, um, that we're all in it together. Um, there, I came across a piece uh, the other week from Tara Hale. I think that's how you say it. Um, I think that's how you say her last name. She wrote a piece called Your Surge Capacity is Depleted. It's Why You Feel Awful. <laughs> I mean, the title alone is pretty good, right? But um, it's a piece on Medium and I will link to it in the show notes. And I highly recommend that you take the time to read it. It is lengthy, um, but when I read it, it made me feel so much better, not because she comes up with a solution for anything, but because I finally could hear and somebody could put into words what it is that I'm feeling. Because 
and if I have to describe it, it's kind of like a fog. Um, it's not depression. It's um, it's not quite anxiety, but it's definitely overwhelm, a fog. Um, I'm not ever really truly happy. Um, it's hard to find joy, but uh, I can still go through the motions, right? I can still get the job done. And so uh, reading this piece from Tara was such an eye-opener for me because she talks about this idea of hitting a wall, that six-month point for the pandemic. She has a whole lot of other research there. But the idea that um, we're all running on fumes, that we entered the pandemic like, we got this, we can do it, we can handle it. And that's okay for a while, but it's like your fight or flight mechanism had kicked in and you were immediately on fight. But now everything, you've put all of your energy into that for six months and you cannot sustain it any longer. And so now because we're running on fumes, we kind of just, we're we're moving ahead, but it's our surge capacity is depleted. So what do we do with that? So the idea of if you're experiencing burnout, if your surge capacity is depleted, try to use it as a way to examine what you want and as a springboard for making changes. So if you recognize the signs of burnout, um, I find it really helpful to consider a three-pronged approach. So think of it like a surgeon would. Now, just to pause for a moment, When I've had periods of burnout and I've had three significant periods of burnout in my life where I've had to step away and literally remove myself from the wherever it was. Um, One time was moving out of the um, classroom. Another time was moving out of central office. And another time was that I had to step back from our company for about four months in order for me to really figure out where we needed to go and what I needed out of this whole um, kind of process. And so I can tell you that this has helped me, this three-pronged approach. This may not be the approach for you, but I tend to try to share things that I've done that have worked for me because it may help you as well. So keep that in mind as we talk about this three-pronged approach. And I think of it like a surgeon would. So first, you need to stop the bleeding. Second, you got to consider the long-term fix. And finally, take time to rehab yourself back to health. So first is that we start with triage, right? We got to think about how to immediately address the burnout. So this can be things like getting exercise, starting a meditation practice, actively doing less, and being okay with that. My type A's, uh, you know who you are. You have this feeling that you have to do more um, or you have to do it all in order to be a good educator. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you are in the triage state of, of trying to address burnout or overwhelm or surge capacity, whatever we want to call this, when you are in the triage state here, You should not be doing everything. You've got to learn how to say no and not feel guilty about it. And you can say yes later, but you are in triage right now. So say no, actively do less, sleep more. Sleep is so important. I'm gonna do a whole episode on the benefits of sleep because it is life changing when you sleep well and you sleep more. 
taking up a hobby or creating every single day. You need to do something right away in that triage that gets you to a better feeling place. Okay. Um, I, there's a whole um, podcast episode from Brene Brown on play, this idea of play. There's another book that I've read that talks all about how to um, kind of use play as a way to move forward. And I love that idea because play is very similar to creating and what happens in our brain during that period of time. And you get into that state of flow and the world kind of melts away a little bit and it allows you to recharge in a whole different way. So our team is actually now setting aside one day a month to play together even if they're not here. So we have people from all over uh, the country who work on our team. And so we invite them in with FaceTime and all of that so that we can play together. Um, This is not wasted time. You know, um, nobody's taking a day without pay here to do a play day here in our office. Um, We're paying everybody, but it doesn't matter because we need the play. It's not wasted time. It's essential to all of us operating at our best. And so even if you can't play in wherever you are um, as part of your job, weaving it in as a daily practice is going to be a great way to triage your burnout for right now. Now, the second part is to move to surgery, right? So now it's time to take a deeper look at the cause of your burnout and doing the work to address it long term. So you're going to want to consider questions like, do I need to leave or do I just need a shift? Do I need to be okay with not getting everything done, with allowing some things to fall off the plate? Do I need to learn to be okay with that? Or do I need to leave because this is just not going to be sustainable. Um, Another question is, what are my core values? And is the work that I'm doing in alignment with those values? That's a tough one. Um, And again, we're going to have a whole episode on how to find your core values if you don't know how to do that already. But if you think to yourself, you know, what are the things that I value most? What's my why as to what I'm doing here in this situation Um, as a teacher is is what I'm doing here, my core values in alignment with what's actually happening here. So that if I know that this is temporary, that this situation is temporary, but that my my why is outweighing my frustrations, I might be able to stay. So cut out things like comparison, comparing yourself to others, right? You got to stop that. Um, I got to stop that. And it's really hard with social media. There's a great new documentary out called The Social Dilemma. I'm going to encourage everybody to watch it, if at all possible, because it shows you how addictive social media can be, and especially in that comparison trap. We got to cut that out because that only leads to more burnout. So when you're in surgery for your burnout or your surge capacity, you got to cut out that comparison, right? Um, You got to cut out being on and available all the time. You got to cut that stuff out like it's cancer. Okay, you need to set some boundaries for yourself during this this burnout period. Um, And then people who are constantly being negative, you got to cut them out like cancer as well. This is a tough one. It's really tough. And um, because if what if those people are part of your family, right? There is a difference between people being negative right now because we have 
we're in the middle of an election year and we are in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, giving some people some grace in order to vent and people who are constantly negative. And you know who those are, the people who have been negative for the last five years in your life. Okay. Um, and you don't need to cut them out in a mean way, but setting those boundaries and knowing that I'm not going to participate in that conversation when it goes negative. I have people like that in my family, in my life, and I'm not going to cut them out as people, but I am going to cut out listening to it and internalizing it. And so the way that I do that very kindly is just to say, you know, I get that that's frustrating. I hear that. Um, but for right now, I would really like to, to table that because I can't handle it myself. And usually they understand. Um, so looking for positive, healthy alternatives after you cut. So once you cut out the cancerous stuff that we just talked about in that burnout surgery, then you're going to want to replace it with those healthy alternatives. Things like seeking out positive mentors or groups, choosing to find the good and giving yourself grace. So filling that back in with the positive, healthy alternatives is going to help. And then the third part is rehab. So rehab your new habits into a lasting change. Reflect on the change that you're seeing based on your new habits. So if you picked up a habit of creating every day or playing every day with your kids at home, or um, if you have taken up cooking and that's something that you really enjoy and you're doing that now, um, looking at how does adding this new habit uh, how is that affecting my well-being, my my thought process? What am I learning? How can I use this as fuel for my next steps? Okay, so that's part of rehab. So using those three prongs, the triage, surgery, and rehab, um, helps us to look at burnout as something that we can control and work to adjust, okay, instead of something that just happens to us. Because here's what I know 100% for sure is that teacher burnout can be both your finish and your starting line. It can help you see what needs to stop in order for you to stay healthy. And it can be the thing that kickstarts your next chapter. Now, in my own life, this has proven to be true every time that I hit the burnout wall. I used my frustration and my burnout in teaching as a call to action for using arts integration as a method of supporting teachers and students. And I've used burnout in my business to push me into hiring other people that help big build a bigger dream than anything I could come up with on my own. And I've used burnout in my personal life to make healthier habits a priority. So rock bottom can actually be your launch pad right? What you're saying no to now and how can you pivot that into something that impacts and affects change beyond yourself, okay? That's an important thing to think about. What do you have to say no to now? And how, when you say no, think about how does that make you feel? What do you wish you had instead? What, what um, is that driving you to um, and can you pivot that into something that impacts and affects change beyond yourself, because that's when you really begin to find that place of joy and the burnout begins to really curb because it's not about you anymore. It's about, okay, I can, I can use this as fuel to help others. And burnout can be a powerful why, because when we're in that space, we know that we want to prevent anybody else from feeling this way. 
right? If Even if you are not in a state of burnout now, you know what burnout feels like and you know you wouldn't wish that on somebody else because it is a difficult season to walk through. So we'll do whatever we can to help others who are in that space. Think of all the teacher entrepreneurs that you know who have products or services that you've bought or admired. Think I think of Patty Palmer and Angela Watson and Jennifer Gonzalez and John Spencer and so many others who have used their frustration to create something that can help so many others. So think about that as a way to, to re, reframe the burnout scenario that might be happening for you. So let me ask you, what would help you now or in a previous time of burnout to climb the mountain a little easier? What do you wish existed that would have saved you time, frustration, stress, or from feeling a lack of achievement, right? Those are the things that burnout does if we go all the way back to that definition from psychology today. Your answer to those questions may just be the medicine you were born to create, This is your Marie Curie moment, my friend. (laughs) It's time to get curious and see what's waiting on the other side. Now it's your turn. I'd love to hear your thoughts and questions about this topic. Remember that there is a question box on the podcast page where you can ask me anything. Just head over to artsintegration.com forward slash spark chasers and you'll find today's show notes, contact area, and links for more resources. And that button that you can push, that Ask Me Anything button, where you can leave me a video call, a audio call, or just a text message, and let me know what your thoughts are on this episode or any questions that you might have. And if you're enjoying the show and know somebody who could benefit from our discussions, please share the podcast with them. Together, we can chase the spark of our ideas and make a brighter future for everyone. I'll see you soon. Well, check that off your list, my friends. You just finished another episode of the Spark Chasers podcast. If you want more, head over to artsintegration.com forward slash spark chasers for show notes, a space to tell me what you thought of today's show and links to what we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This helps others find the show so we can all grow and learn together. Can't wait to get together again soon.